I, I know a lot of content people say these things like you should uh, write so you would like to read it. It's not true. You should not do that. <laughs> In this episode of the Fika Sessions, we sit down with Emilio Lacaeus, communications and event manager at Massive Entertainment, to find out all we can about communications in the games industry. Hi, Amelia. Hi. Hi, so good to have you here. Good to be here. <laughs> you, let's start with the most important part. You brought Fika. I, I actually did bring Fika today. You it did. was kind of hard to find. We're a bit off season with these, but I still thought it was important to bring them here and uh, kind of showcase the amazing Fika that is Semla. And when you say that you had to hunt them down, you actually mean your husband. Yeah, he's but the one who yeah, them down. He, he did a good deed he for did. us. Yeah. So just briefly, if you've never seen these before, classic Swedish Fika. Very classic. Um, uh, a Semla. Yeah, so we eat these in about February. Mm -hmm. um, Shrove Tuesday, traditional fika. Still can't get used to that word. I, I have sure. no idea what it means, but uh, this is what we eat. Uh, it's a bun with cardamom, and then we have cream, which I despise, and then we have the almond paste, which is my favorite. I'm really looking forward to eating these with you because uh, you've told me about your uh, technique to get the cream. I have a technique, yeah. Yep. I, will, I will show you. And you will be, be amazed. It's going to be fantastic. And they smell a lot too. So <laughs> they they I really do. Don't eat them now. Um, yeah. But you work here at Massive Entertainment as a communications and event manager. Indeed. It's quite a long title. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of biased because we actually work on the same team. Mm -hmm. We do. So we actually sit like these, this, normally, on regular, regular yep. days, yep. Um, all day, yep. and scream at each other. Yeah, definitely. Or on teams screaming at each other with gifts. Yes, while yeah. still sitting next to each other. That's also true, yeah. But anyway, that small note aside, communications and event manager, on a kind of top general level, how would you describe what a communications and event manager is? So my job, as you can understand from the title, is pretty broad. Um, so I work a lot with internal and external communication mm -hmm. at Massive, and I do it as uh, part of the corporate communications team at Massive. Uh, I can explain a bit more about that later. Yeah. But in general, I do a lot of internal communication in form of newsletter, uh, intranet, helping uh, other departments with their communication, supporting, coaching, and everything. Uh, but also external communication, uh, blogs, uh, helping out with social media posts, uh, copy editing, all those things kind of go in together. And then we have the event part, yep. uh, which is uh, helping out with internal events mostly, uh, specifically our internal conference future session, yep. uh, which we have biannually here at Massive. Yep. So one of the, the, the things I thought important to, to have you on as well, because I talked a l briefly with Ola Föhr mm. uh, who was here talking about programming, about the support structure surrounding the mm. games. And sure, he's, he's worked with uh, what used to be Uplay, now Ubisoft mm. Connect and stuff like that. And so that's getting the, the games out there to the players. But at the same time, there's a huge other support structure, just the fact like helping, even supporting them, uh, just making day-to-day -day work in the games industry and also just we're going to talk a little bit mm. about that as well about um, uh, how there are so many other roles in the industry that doesn't develop games but still are very very important but before we get to that part <laughs> let's talk a little bit more about you how did you 
end up at Massive Entertainment? I ask myself that every day. Every no. <laughs> day, every morning. <laughs> every morning I wake up, Massive, how did I end up here? No, it's, uh, I've had a pretty long journey to get where I am and actually finding out what I want to do yeah. and like with my professional work life. Uh, I have a background in journalism and also content writing, freelancing. Um, but academically, I've been a bit all over the place, as I think a lot of people working with communication can kind of, you know, recognize themselves. We can relate. Yeah, we can yeah. relate. Um, so I started out fresh out of high school when I was 19 uh, with a program at Malmö University called English Studies. And I kind of chose that because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I liked writing, I knew I liked literature, and I knew I liked the English language. Yeah. Uh, so that was like a super broad program that kind of allowed me to explore different aspects of, you know, media, digital, literature, linguistics, and all of that. And then I went on to do book publishing. Yes, super random, uh, super niched, uh, but super fun. Uh, yeah. And that's where we started to do more concrete stuff with communication and marketing in particular and I was like okay here's something I can actually do in like the industry yeah. uh, in that case I was very into the book and publishing industry mm -hmm. but it kind of evolved later on into like I want to I want to go into the entertainment industry right uh, so I was very very intrigued by that and very interested in that uh, and it was super hard to get a job afterwards, as you can imagine, because I really wanted to get into the book industry. Yeah. Um, but I spent about a year just applying for jobs and it was like super tricky for me. Um, and then I found a program called Media and Communication Studies, which was a master's and it suited me perfectly because you could have uh, various backgrounds uh, applying for it. Yeah. So I did that, I got my first master's, and then during my last term for the second year, I was actually offered a job as a social media coordinator at a startup uh, here in Malmö. Yep. Uh, so I took that and then I never finished my second <laughs> master's because, mm. yeah, you know, I actually felt that I learned more on the job than uh, um, writing a, an academic paper. Stay in school, kids, though. I, yeah, I know, stay sorry. <clears throat> I never said anything, no. sorry. No. Bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so I, I actually uh, started working as a social media coordinator um, and that was kind of a gateway because I thought like shit, now I'm into communications, now I'm into social media, this is like super cool. And I worked there for about a year and I was like, okay, maybe social media in particular is not actually what I want to do. It right. took a very big toll on my mental health, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and I was kind of like, is this actually my passion? Uh, and as I worked in a startup, I did a lot of other things, as you do in a startup. So I actually did a lot of other types of communication there, like internal newsletters, internal communication, emails, even external newsletters. Right. And I felt that that was more my job, to be honest, so to speak. Uh, and then I was actually tipped off that uh, Massey was looking for a person to join them as an internal reporter. And with my background as a journalist, I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I felt like that was exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, it felt super right. And also Massive was an interesting company for me. I had never expected or planned to work in the games industry, I will be super honest. Uh, I, I'm not a gamer, uh, I will say that much. But I knew about Massive because in Malmö, Massive has such a local 
you know, uh, presence. Yeah. Like you know about Massive if you live in Malmö. And also and this my building is kind of hard to miss. Yeah, and else. the previous one as well. So yeah. uh, back then we were still in the old office at Dottninggatan, and my then job was actually located just across the street. So every day oh. I was sitting having lunch, <laughs> just looking over to the massive building, and I was like, they look like they have fun when they like pile out during lunch with their massive hoodies. You know, it's like I could I could see myself there joining yeah. them, uh, but also like I knew about the brands. Obviously, yeah. uh, my husband is a huge Division fan, for example. He even playtested the first game. Uh, so he was also like always raving about Massive as a, a game developer, right. not just as a, a, an employer, so no. to speak. Uh, but then I, I kind of like looked it up more before I went to the interview, of course, as you do. And I just fell for the culture, the local um, the local presence, CSR, all of those aspects was like really appealing to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, here I am. Uh, I started actually uh, as a content manager. So I was purely focused on content and written content, mm -hmm. content strategies. Uh, the blog, for example, on the massive website. Uh, but since then I have uh, changed my role a bit. So now I'm communication and event manager. So it's more broad uh, yep. more focused on different types of communication, uh, like in a bigger picture. Oh, we're going to get into that oh, yeah. very, very, very <laughs> soon. Uh, but I just wanted to just briefly touch about communication since we come from a, a similar background there. Um, with the social media part, mm. I find that actually very interesting mm. because it, I think many people in um, when you I studied the bachelor in the same program, um, media communications at Malmö University, and and a lot of focus there was initially was social media, mm. uh, but I, the the communication role and the communication field is so much, much bigger than that. But I think a lot of people start out that way, like that they want to get into social media and don't realize how demanding that job actually is. I think social media managers, as a role, and I'm going on a bit of a tangent, yeah. is actually like. They are, people underestimate how much freaking job they do and what hard work it is. Yeah. It's not only about sending a tweet, it's like... Yeah, and I, and I do think that the perception, uh, especially like in the games industry, is like that because it is what you see from yep. the outside. It's the community developers and it's the social media and it's, it's that whole part. That's what you see from the outside. But in reality, it is so much more, uh, yeah. especially concerning like internal communications. Yeah, you should see our digital media specialists and model work they do. Yeah. It's just, Definitely. we love you both. Yeah, we do. Um, for one, you came from a startup, opposite massive, mm -hmm. physically. Yep. <laughs> um, what was the, what's the biggest difference you feel between like a smaller company like that and a huge one like massive? Um, well, definitely that at a big company like Massive, you can be very specialized and you are allowed to be a specialist in something. You don't have to put on every freaking hat there is to put on. Uh, so that is a huge difference. And that in itself actually allows you to grow more and find out what you want. For example, I had never done event planning before I joined Massive. And then I tried it out and I was pretty good at it and I thought it was fun. And then I was allowed to grow into that role more. No. So I think that is a big difference from coming from a startup. Um, and also as a communicator, like the sheer size and resources, of course, makes a yeah. huge difference if you're in a big company. Of course. Mm. But what do you feel like, why is communica uh, communications department, mm. uh, why are they so important in an organization like this? What makes a communications department relevant? 
in a huge organization like this. Yeah, I think it's important to first mention that what we do is not communication for the projects or the games. No. Uh, I think it's that is important. like very important because when I talk about my job with friends and family, they don't always understand what, what I do, no. which I understand because I don't know either some days. But, uh, but it's important to understand that we work in corporate communications, yep. uh, which means that we work with uh, communications related to Massive as a studio, as a company, and also the internal aspects of it on, a, on another way uh, than, for example, the marketing and brand departments do together with the projects. So that's one thing uh, I think is super important to mention. Yeah. Uh, and in that sense, uh, what we do in the corporate communications team is uh, the internal communication. It's uh, making sure that information reaches our employ employees uh, in the right time uh, and that is the right information and also to uh, make them understand why we are communicating about certain things or why yeah. certain things are happening. I think that is so important and something that people don't always understand needs to follow uh, the internal communication. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the external part, with it, which for us is more employer branding uh, related in many cases. And we do loads of different types of content, as you know, uh, <laughs> this for example. Um, but it's, it is important because yeah. uh, I think it can be easily forgotten about I'm focusing a lot about internal communication now, yeah, but it, it is yeah. because I know that's what people actually don't see or know from outside. Uh, so just having people internally who can support other departments with communication as well, uh, helping out to make sure that emails have the right tone and actually have the right information in it. And also internal newsletters, uh, collecting information that is relevant for the studio and the employees. Uh, and making sure that it's shared timely yeah. and uh, appropriately is uh, super important. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the resources available in a, in a larger organization compared to a startup, which also means practically for us or for you, a bigger team. Yeah. So just, just overlooking on a, on a communications team, mm. uh, the different roles uh, in one of those yeah. One of those teams. Those teams. You don't know and anything no, about this team, the right, Better. No, I don't. I, please tell me. What do I do? What am I doing? I wish What's I knew. Job? I wish I knew. Uh, I have no clue. Uh. Um, but what other roles can you find in just using hmm. us as an example? Exactly. So we have talked about digital media, social yep. media. Uh, that's obviously a big part of it. Uh, someone who is uh, looking over all our social media accounts, replying to people, but also updating our website and all of those aspects, super important part, of course. Yep. We also have PR, uh, which is the more media relations uh, part of it as well. Then we have CSR in our team as well, uh, which I don't think a lot of communication teams do, but we do. Uh, so it's about corporate social responsibility. It's about giving back to the local communities, sustainability, all of those aspects. Uh, that's also something that we work a lot with. Um, and then we also have content, you for example, and then we have our wonderful content team <laughs> who's here today as well. Uh, so we have all of these different types of content creators. Yeah. Um, you write a lot, for example, I write a lot as well. Um, we copy edit a lot. We copy edit a lot, a lot, uh, a lot. lot. Um, so we have those parts, definitely. And then we have our 
director, of course. I was just about yeah. to say, then we have our boss. Then we have our boss. <laughs> who <laughs> desperately kinda, keeps track. Exactly, keeps tries. track, um, makes sure that everything is aligned with the studio goals, values, vision, all of yeah. that, just to make sure that everything that we put out is like of good quality and actually relates to what it's supposed to relate to. Yep. Uh, super important. I was going to be really annoying and I was planning to ask you the question on an academic level, what is communication? I'm not going to go there. Instead, I'm going to go to what do you feel is good communication? I think I mentioned it. It's like timely, relevant and, you know, in the right channels. I think yeah. that's super important. But also knowing your audience. Uh, it's one of those practical things yeah. that I think a lot of people forget sometimes. I, I know a lot of content people say these things like, you should uh, write so you would like to read it. It's not true. That's you should right. not do that. <laughs> it's not true. I would not understand half of the things that we produce uh, anyway. So I think that's also important, like understanding your audience and be able to communicate on their level. And so they actually want to read and take in the communication that you're uh, putting out there. Yeah. I think that's super important. So kind of different audiences can you have? So internal audience is one. Uh, we have internal Massive. Then we have internal Ubisoft. Yeah. That's like two different things for us in a way. Um, and then we also have the external audience. And there we have, we have uh, people who might want to work at Massive. Uh, that's one type of audience. Then we yeah. have the community, of course, of players who are interested in knowing more about our games and what we do and all of those sorts of things. We also have people from the local community in Malmö who are just interested in us as a company, like what we do for uh, CSR yeah. aspect and everything. So those are some types of audiences that we uh, that we work with. Yeah. So all of this, like now we have all the background, yeah. what our communications team is, how you ended up here, what it is, what we do mm. somehow. But what do you do on a daily basis? <laughs> like you. You wake up in the morning, think, how did I end up at Massive, which we went for in the beginning. <laughs> then you go to work. You arrive. What do you do? Grab a coffee, of course. Grab a coffee and check emails. So they're usually the two things people... Yeah, and send you a GIF, probably. P probably, probably. Yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, no, but it's my days. Like, it's super cliche, and I, I, I hate it when people say, <laughs> but no day is like the other, you know? Uh, and I think you know this as well, because our... Since our jobs are pretty broad in the sense that communication means a lot, uh, but we're still specialized, never forget that, but we still do a lot of different things with a lot of different stakeholders uh, and it's a lot of different types of content. Mm -hmm. So it's super difficult, but it's a lot of meetings. I just, I just have to say it, like I'm a communication and event manager. It comes with a lot of meetings. Yeah. It's just a fact. Um, so a lot of meeting with different stakeholders in the studio, uh, talking to them regularly. I have bi-weekly meetings with a lot of different stakeholders just to check up on them. Like, how are you doing? Is something big happening that you would need help with? Uh, is there anything else you would need support with? Questions for us and also updating them on like, okay, this is our workload right now. So yeah. we might have difficulties if you need something from us next week, for example. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot of uh, those sorts of things and just like keeping the wheel <laughs> spinning in a way. Um, but then we also have the more, the more long-term stuff. For example, Future Session, which is yeah. our internal conference where we 
usually uh, gather all 700 employees at in Massive. Theory, yeah. <laughs> in theory, uh, we usually do it at a Malmö Live com uh, concert hall. Yep. Huge, super cool venue. Uh, it's half a day. It's like a big show for everyone uh, at Massive. Uh, so that is like a long-term project that we do every six months. Uh, so that also comes in like in the daily uh, in that sense. Uh, we start planning it several months ahead and then, you know, executing it. Uh, so it's it's a lot of that as well. So it's both the short term, uh, the regular stakeholder syncs and everything, but also the, the long term. Yeah. And in the long term also comes like the, the content planning, yep. uh, like what are we doing on the blog? What are we doing with the videos? What are we Fika session? Uh, all of those sorts of things also. Yeah. yeah, and then just the chaos you can drop on top of things of uh, we had over the last year. We had yeah. a, like something big happen yeah. um, to, to everyone. Yeah. And then you drop that on top and then you had to deal with the pandemic and then you have to at the same time be doing all of these things. So. Exactly. So yeah. it's that's also why no day is like the other. Exactly. Like you don't really know what to expect when you get into work in the morning. Yeah. But that's also why I love this job. Yeah. That's why it's so much fun. I don't think I could do a job where I sit and do exactly the same thing day in and day out. Uh, not after doing this at <laughs> least. Exactly. I would be completely, you know, bored com like immediately. Yeah. Uh, so, so I do think, I do think like as, like before I started working as a communicator, I had ideas about how it would be like. And in my head at the time before I started, it was much more, okay, I do this every day. Uh, it's very set, it's very scheduled. But then you start working with it and you realize, okay, we have, uh, we have some obstacles in this, writing this article. We can't uh, get feedback from the right people in the right time. What do we do instead? So it's also about being able to be flexible mm -hmm. uh, and also be able to uh, look at content that we've done and say, okay, shit, this didn't work. Like, no, no one read this article. <laughs> Let's not do it again, you know? And it, it's okay to do that. It's okay to try things out, experiment. Uh, and then if it doesn't work, don't do it again. I mean, no. it's fine. What do you think? Somebody uh, out there, we, we mentioned students reading for, or studying like media and communications or creative writing, uh, journalism, etc. that might fit in here. But what do you think, as a communicator, what are kind of attributes or even skills that you need to have to, to do this job? Well, first of all, I mean, super cliche again, but language, language, language. <laughs> it doesn't matter what type of communication job you do, if it's events or if it's writing content or if it's just um, I don't know if you're working with social media for example you need to have a good grasp of the language uh, and also if you want to work in a global organization English yep. um, it's not just your native language if it's not English you need to have some grasp of English as well it, you not, don't have to be fluent God don't, don't get me wrong you do not have to be <laughs> fluent you don't have to be native level speaker or anything like that you you just have to have a good grasp of it and if you don't know how to communicate something know where to like get information on how to do it yeah. uh, properly so i think that's a super important thing and also practice yep. your communication uh, for me it's been writing has been a big part of my life as you know uh, so for me i've uh, done a lot of writing uh, training to make myself better uh, and a lot of that has to do with reading for me. For me yeah. that's a great way to learn how to write better. So by reading a lot of different types of content uh, I have gained understanding of how to communicate with different types of audiences for example. 
uh, also different types of content? Is it business to business? Is it uh, more community related? Is it uh, talking to engineers? You know, uh, reading those types of uh, articles and uh, texts kind of gives you an understanding of what they want as well. Yep. So that's definitely uh, an advice I would give. <laughs> <laughs> but that comes down to as well, like the the practical side of things mm. is to take a little deep dive into let's say an article mm. like how does that process look again we're taking we're using massive as an example mm. but we want to give that insight into how it works here you, you're going to write an article mm. of course it's article x there's so many <laughs> things going on but um, what's the process like for so getting an article from nothing to on the website for example yeah so in our team we do have a process that we have put up like on our own. Um, so I'm not saying this is how it works everywhere. No. It's how it works for us. But what we do is once every six months, we sit down uh, and we look over the needs that we have for the studio, studio goals, studio vision, but also from recruitment side, like what are the needs from recruitment? Oh, we need to hire a lot of uh, programmers, for example. Okay, maybe then we need to create some content for programmers to find and to understand how it is to work as a programmer at Massive to kind of show that humane side, the people who work here, potential co-workers uh, for people who are interested in working at Massive. Um, and then we put it together in a big old, actually, Word <laughs> document. It's not the prettiest, but it works. <laughs> and, then we, and then we connect it to uh, like the studio focus areas, mm -hmm. um, which I think is super valuable to do, no matter what company you work in. Uh, just having that connection to where your uh, company is going yeah. in the future and kind of connect that to what you're actually producing uh, whether it's b2b or b2c um, you know it's super important yeah. uh, and then we look into topics of course uh, and people like who could talk about this particular topic um, and then we reach out to those people uh, either we do interviews or they write it themselves or we help them uh, co-write it basically um, and then feedback, feedback, feedback. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love feedback oh, in this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can say Again, screaming at each other. From... Exactly. Um, so I think it's super important. It goes for everyone who works with communication of any kind. Uh, feedback is vital in creating yeah. good content. Um, I would go like crazy if I didn't get feedback on my uh, content uh, because I know nothing I produce is perfect. Like, it can always be better. Like, there has to be a point where you say, okay, now I'm done with it, like, let it go and publish it. But also, like, be open to feedback, uh, be open to give feedback. Yep. I think that's super important. And also, if you get feedback that you are, like, not agreeing with, say it. I mean, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, I no, don't agree. No, no, Delete no. thread in the yeah. comments. <laughs> I mean, taking feedback is a good, uh, good thing as well because the amount of content you produce, you will get feedback. You will. And maybe some of it will be harsh. Not harsh. It's it not could like be. A, it's not like yeah. Well, mm. it's just, it sounds harsher maybe than it is at mm. all times. Remove, remove, remove. Yeah. Uh, but generally, take. Being able to take feedback mm. and constructive criticism is Oh, God, yeah. I mean, that's super, super important. And that's a learning process, yeah. uh, definitely. I have been super bad at getting feedback before <laughs> uh, because the feedback I have received has not been constructive, right. which makes me defensive. You know, if you, don't, if you can't learn anything from the feedback you get, then it's personal all yeah. of a sudden, you know. 
So just getting constructive feedback and allowing yourself to look at it and say, actually, this makes it better. That is like, that's a learning uh, and it does make you grow, I yeah. think, as well in your profession and personally. I mean, you've, you've touched upon all of this and, and, and explained your job, but I think one question that we actually, because we went to the team and we, we asked them, like, do you have questions for Amelia you think uh, um, she should answer? And we've covered a lot of them. Uh, but I think one wonderful question that we got from um, a colleague named Philip, is actually right there, um, <laughs> was corporate communications. Like, corporate sounds boring. It does. It's boring. <laughs> He's been on the team for years, but that's like corporate sounds boring. It does, does sound boring. Yeah, it does sound boring. And yeah, I, I can only agree. However, I think it's important to understand corporate in the context. Yeah. So the context here is corporate as in massive as a company. Yeah. Um, corporate makes it uh, distinctive from the other types of communication that is also done at the studio from brand and marketing, for yeah. example. So I think that's why it's a, I know it sounds boring, uh, but I think it's also important to understand the context of it. And yeah. this is just at Massive. Not every studio has it like this. Uh, not every company even has, has it like corporate communication. A lot of companies only have marketing for all of communication, for example. Yeah. But um, yeah, so if you see a job ad and it says like, you will work in corporate communication and you think it sounds boring, don't like diss it right away. <laughs> Give it a chance and ask what it actually means in yeah. the context of the company. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, I, I, I get it, I get it. <laughs> I mean, what, what you, we mentioned only also in the beginning about being, um, still being a part of the support structure mm. for a game studio. Mm. I mean, the context is kind of pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we do support the projects as well. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, we do help out with announcements and we do support with internal communication regarding the projects and sometimes even external. So mm -hmm. we're not isolated from the projects, of course. We are a, a part of that as well. But our main focus is on the massive as a studio, massive as a company. Yeah. So what can, if, uh, if I'm a student or I'm just sitting at home, I like writing. Do you have any tips on resources or anything you should, will start you down that path? So one thing that I didn't know when I started out with communications, like as a professional, was how important storytelling is. Right. Uh, storytelling goes into everything we do, whether it's a blog post, if it's like uh, events, future session, also storytelling, you know putting together an event, uh, beginning, middle, and entertainment in between, telling a story, it's so important for communication. And also it makes communication more fun. Yep. It can add some drama, it can <laughs> add some, you know, it can add some flair to it. So I think it's important to understand storytelling and there are several ways to go about that. Um, I, for example, did a lot of academic and creative writing at uni. Uh, I would highly recommend looking into creative writing and storytelling uh, just to understand the components of what makes a great story. Um, it's, it's, it can feel a bit complicated and like, this is not related to communication, but actually it can be super helpful uh, just to understand how to create a dramatic curve, for example, yeah. or how to add some, um, like add some extra, you know, pizzazz into the <laughs> text that you write, for example. Um, so I, I used a lot uh, a book called The Art of the Short Story because it's about short stories, uh, yep. which I think is a good medium to compare 
communication with in this case. Um, so that book is has been pretty useful for me. It uh, it has very short chapters as well, so it's not. <laughs> oh, it makes yeah, sense. Uh, you know, it's like mm -hmm. one page per uh, you know plot uh, setting. You know, so it's pretty simple to uh, go about. But also, I think um, like looking into companies and other people that you think do good communication. Yep. Uh, that is also something that I have learned a lot from. Uh, like a company that you think, wow, these people are doing a great job on social media. Like, look at what they're doing. Uh, kind of understand, because if you're looking at them, then you're the target group. Then you can yeah. also understand <laughs> like, okay, I like this because da da da. Mm -hmm. And then you can understand, and they communicate uh, through these kind of methods. And that's why I like it. Yeah. Uh, and that also helps you pinpoint certain aspects of not only storytelling, but also like how to communicate with a specific target audience. So I would highly recommend like looking into companies that you admire uh, on social media or if it's a blog or if it's an influencer or if it's someone on YouTube, like what are they doing? How, how are they doing it well? Um, so I think that's also uh, super important. Yeah. And then also looking into, I think content marketing in general is a big part of uh, like, it kind of summarizes all of it in a way that we do and it goes both for internal and external mm. so um, I think like the content marketing Institute is a pretty good uh, resource for that uh, they have a Twitter and they do AMA sometimes and uh, you can ask questions and they have great resources as well um, and another thing I just thought about is uh, talking about the feedback and everything sometimes you might not have someone to feedback that's how it is sometimes you're busy or it needs to go out really quickly yep. Just getting a, a grammar check on. <laughs> <laughs> so I would suggest Grammarly as a great resource right. as well, actually, yeah. because um, I, I think it can help a lot. I mean, the word uh, spell check can only do so much, and sometimes it's yeah. also wrong. So, like, I think Grammarly is a great resource actually because it not only tells you like spelling, but it also gives you some hints about the general writing. Right. Uh, so that's also definitely something. Uh, and also just write, write, write if that's what you're into. Uh, if you're into filming, film, 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 you know, yeah. do it a lot uh, and analyze it and maybe ask someone to give feedback on it. It can be like a, a friend or a family member or if, if you have a community, the community as well. Don't be afraid to ask for feedback right. and don't be afraid to receive it. <laughs> no. You know what? I, they have been driving me crazy for they the last like half hour. They smell so much. I know. <laughs> and I like cream. And they smell of the yeah, okay. cream. Let's, let's just have a fika. Let's have a fika. Okay, let's are you ready for my method? <laughs> okay, so if I'm, am I going to show the proper method first? Okay, you first? start. So but you ha always have to remove the lid. That's like the given, that's, right? That's step one. Yeah. And then you use the lid to eat the cream. You scoop it. You scoop it. Mm. Whoa. That was a lot. <laughs> like I said, blame my husband if it tastes weird. And now... I wish we had a camera to zoom in on that. <laughs> Shush. Amelia. I have standards. Oh. oh. And then I eat it like a... <laughs> Ella mm. is behind the camera. <laughs> Hold it up, show it, oh. It's good to have a director and a producer mm. sometimes. This is... This is good. The be <laughs> but thank you very much for coming, Amelia. Thank you for having it's been me. Very enlightening. Now I know more about 
<laughs> what we actually what we do. do. <laughs> That's great. Uh, thank you for this, Emma, and wonderful time of year. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining our Fika today. We put a bunch of useful links in the description, so make sure to check those out if you want to learn more. Also, remember to like, subscribe, and all that fun stuff you do on the internet. Until next time, take care.